Hello, Wisdom Seekers, and thank you for tuning in to the Wisdom Seeker Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra Bell. In this podcast, we value godly wisdom, and we seek it through digging into scripture and having heart-to-heart conversations. On some episodes, you'll be hanging out with just me, and on others, I will have a guest who will give insight on their journey of faith. We are not perfect in this podcast. We keep it real while glorifying God and having fun. I'm so glad that you've joined. Now let's get this conversation started. Hello, Wisdom Seekers. I hope y'all are having a great week. For me, I had a whole other episode planned, but lately I've been reading Matthew, and there's been something that has been sticking out to me, and so I wanted to come on here and talk about it. I just, like I've said before, I just, oh my gosh, love reading the Bible. It's so interesting and so full of wisdom, Um, and Matthew is just amazing. Um, But anyway, much of the book of Matthew is people asking Jesus like controversial questions um, to try to like test him. And every time he just answers them so gracefully and not in a way that just, you know, answers the question, but it goes beyond just answering the question and it makes the listener have to really stop and think about what it, what he just said. Um, and I love stopping and thinking about the parables that he uses to answer the questions. It just leaves my mind just blown <laughs> and it leaves me looking inward to see how I can apply what he just said to my life. So it really causes you to do some soul searching. Um, And I just love that. (laughs) But when I was reading Matthew chapter 18 the other day, um, and by the way, I'm about to start giving you a couple of verses, and I did get some feedback to start putting the verses in my show notes. So you don't have to like worry about writing these down if you want to go back and check them out. Um, I will have them in the show description um, with whatever podcast um, host you're listening on. So, um, But I was reading Matthew 18, and by the way, I do read from the New Living Translation. Um, I know a lot of people only want to read from the King James Version, but for me, I want to understand what I'm reading, and I understand that the most when I'm reading the um, New Living Translation. And I do go back to, like, my Bible is a King James Version, so I'll often find myself going back and seeing, okay, well, how what does this say in the King James Version? And it's always very, very similar um, just different translations put them in a way that we can understand more. So I personally use the NLT version. So that's what um, the verses that I'm going to be saying is coming from. So it's a little bit different than maybe the version that you have, but um, in the end, it says the same thing. Um, So anyway, in Matthew chapter 18, verse 1, the disciples bring another question to Jesus, and they say, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? That's a difficult question to ask, to answer <laughs> when it comes to Jesus um, answering it. But again, he just answers it so gracefully. To answer the question, Jesus calls a child over to him. And he said to the disciples, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, 
you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. He continues to say, So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Okay, that's a very important question that the disciples asked. And Jesus could have answered it anyway. They said, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he basically says, you have to become like a child to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And so there's a lot in that verse that he says that I want to break down. But I just realized something else when I was reading this. I was going to end in in verse 4 where it says, um, who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. But then in verse 5, he goes on to say, and anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. I want you to remember that because in chapter 19, the disciples go ahead and forget what he just said. He said, anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. Okay, and so in the rest of chapter 18, Jesus just goes on to talk about other things. But the next day, I start to read chapter 19, and he returns to the subject of becoming like little children. So in chapter 19 and verse 13, he says, One day, some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. Y'all, the disciples scolded the parents for bothering Jesus with with two children, because I guess they didn't think that they were important enough for Jesus' time. Didn't he just say, whoever welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me? So they were basically rejecting Jesus when they were rejecting these children. How quick are we to forget things as people? Like Jesus had just said that. And then the next day, I don't know if it was the next day, but it was the next chapter. So I feel like it was pretty close. Um, they're already scolding parents for bringing children around. I just think that's crazy. But Jesus goes on to say, let the children come to me. After the disciples had scolded them, but Jesus goes on to say, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. In these two chapters, Jesus talks about other subjects. But what sticks out to me is that he said twice that we are to become like children. In chapter 18, he said, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. That's a major statement. And in chapter 19, he says, the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. When he repeats things, it means we need to pay a little bit of attention. And especially since this is such a powerful statement, saying that we will never get into the kingdom of heaven unless we become like children. So that's something that makes me stop and think. And anytime we we see Jesus repeat something over again in the Bible, it means we need to stop and think. He's trying to tell us something. What is he trying to tell us? And so I started thinking, what does he mean to become like a child? And before I get started, I want to say that obviously not all children fit into the characteristics that I'm going to talk about, but most young children do. So if you have a rambunctious child and you're like, no, that's not what children are like. Um, Most children are like these characteristics that I'm going to say, especially when they are like really young. Um, And I'm also going to, to talk about some characteristics of parents. And unfortunately, everybody doesn't have parents that provide for them in the ways that I'm going to talk about, but most do. 
Um, and we all do through our Heavenly Father. So in those verses, the only thing that God says specifically about the characteristics of children is that they are humble. He said, anyone who is as humble as children is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. He also says in chapter 19, verse 30, he says, many who are the greatest now will be the least important in the kingdom of heaven. So whoever on earth thinks they are greater, the greatest, they will be the least in the kingdom of heaven. And he says, and those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. All about humility. Children are humble because they know their limitations and they know their dependence on other people, right? They can't really do much on their own when they're small children. They're depending on their parents. And that makes them humble because they know they're not the greatest. They know that they have dependence on someone who knows more, who has seen more, who has more wisdom than they do, who knows how to do more things than they do, and who can you know, lead them there. But right now, they have a lot of dependence on their parents. And I believe that Jesus wants us to be humble before Him in the same way that children are humble before their parents, knowing that He is the one who has given us everything that we have. And we should not boast about anything because they are all gifts from God. Anything that we have, our talents, um, everything that we have, they're all gifts from God. So it's nothing that we should boast about. We should be humble before God and um, talk about how He has provided this for us. He also wants us to show humility towards one another, right? He showed us that when the disciples scolded the parents for bringing the child over. He said, no, bring them to me. Jesus wasn't too busy for them. He wasn't too important for um, what society thinks is, you know, the least significant um, when they're young. He wants us to be humble towards other people, not thinking that we are better than anyone just because of their age or their class or their gender or their race. Um, Humility. I mean, I could do a whole episode on that. Um, this world is full of people who just think they're greater than other people because of money or class or status. I don't know. Um, but God calls us to be humble, like little children, knowing that we are nothing. We depend on God and everything that we have comes from God. Um, so I could do a whole episode on humility and maybe I will one day, but I do want to dig a little bit deeper on what Jesus means when he says that we are to become like children. So speaking of being humble toward others, another characteristic of children is that they are unbiased in the way that they treat people. If you've ever realized small children are loving toward anyone, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much money they have. It doesn't matter what color they are. This is how they are until they are taught to treat others differently, right? Before they're taught by the people that they are around, they treat everybody the same until they're taught, no, you don't need to play with that child. You don't need to talk to that person, right? Until they are taught these things. So Jesus wants us to become like we were before the, the world taught us all of these, all of these 
incorrect things. Children aren't stained with the wrong teachings that the world offers. And I want to challenge you to begin thinking about the things that you believe in, especially if you believe bad things about other people, whether it be homeless people, whether it be people of a different race, whether it be people who are unemployed. Ooh, did that get you? (laughs) But I want you to start thinking about the things that you believe in. And I want you to think about, do you believe them? Because that's what everyone around you believes and thinks and talks about and leads you to believe. Because your parents believe it, or your friends believe it, or your coworkers believe it, and your whole circle of people believe and talk bad about these people. So that's now what you strongly believe? Or do you really believe that deep in your heart? Or is it just what you were taught? I want you to start thinking about that. Because if you really believe something or you act like you believe something, especially if it's negative towards other people, you really need to think about why in the world do you believe that? Okay, so let's move forward about the characteristics. I'm really just passionate about that because I know a lot of people are like, um, just treat other people differently, whether it's because they have a mental illness or if they are members of the other political party. Ooh, did that one get you? Or other things that I've been talking about. And children don't treat people like that. And God says we are to become like children. And I've seen people who have biases towards other people. Um, I've seen them really think about and, and dig into why do they feel like that? And I've seen people say, wow, that's just what I was taught. I don't really believe that. That's just what I was taught. And they go their whole lives feeling some type of way towards some group of people. But that's just what they've been taught. They don't really believe that. So I challenge you to think about the things that you believe. Anyway, um, so when I was reading in Matthew, and before I turn to like, um, you know, see what the scholars say about what Jesus meant about becoming a children, I thought a little bit on my own. And my first thought was that children are dependent and they put their full trust in their parents. Children can't do very much on their own, right? They depend on their parents to provide them housing. Do you think children really stress about where they're going to live? No. Their parents already provide that for them. They don't have to worry about that. Their parents provide that for them. They don't stress about that, or they shouldn't. Do children worry about how they're going to get food? No. Their parents provide them with food daily. Do children plan for and worry about what they're going to do tomorrow or next week or next month? No. They depend on their parents to take care of them and to take them where they need to be and show them what they need to do. And even if they did plan what they wanted to do for the next day, I don't think their plans would come to fruition if it didn't fit into the parents' plan for them, to, for them that day. Do y'all get where I'm going with this? We as adults think that we are in control. Right, And it puts a lot of pressure on us to think that we are in control because we've got to have everything figured out and, oh, no, what if this goes wrong? And am I going to be able to provide for this? We, when we make ourselves our own God, our own parent, that we are in control and we have to do everything to provide, it brings a lot of stress on us. Imagine if you're a parent 
that you've got the day planned for you and your family. You're going to wake up, you're going to make breakfast, you're going to take the kids to school. After school, maybe you have a family gathering and then it's back home to do homework and get ready for the next day. But your child talks on the phone to their their friend last night and, and them and their friends made plans to hang out after school. But they didn't consult with you or the other parents. Do you think that they're going to be hanging out with their friends after school? Probably not. How are they going to get there? Who's going to watch them? Who's going to pick them up? Chances are the child is going to be upset because their plans are going to be canceled. (laughs) Why? Because there were already plans to go to a family dinner. And the child's plan to hang out with their friends does not fit into the parent's plan for that day. And so we as adults think that we have to be in control of everything and plan things out in order to have shelter, food, and a good life. But a lot of times we end up upset because our plans didn't work out. It really brings us down because our plans didn't work out. Or maybe we did get to go through with our plan in life, but it ended up in disaster We as humans can make a real mess of things. Me and my dad were talking about that the other day. When we think that we are in control of everything and we have the plan, we can really make a mess out of everything. So just like I was talking about the child not consulting the parents about their plans the next day, when we don't consult God about our plans, it usually, our plans usually don't fit in to what his plans are. And in the end, it's it's either going to turn into disaster or our plans are going to get canceled. And that's just because we are children of God. Just like children are children of their parents who plan the day out for them, we are children of God. God has planned out our life, not just our life, but the whole world. Like He has planned everything out. He has a plan. He knows what the end of the story is, and he's going to make moves to get to the end of the story. And so we should be like little children, and we should trust him to provide for us and lead us just as a parent would lead a child, not just with our plans, but like I was saying earlier, um, the parents provide the housing. We get worried about our sheltering. Uh, We get worried about how we're going to pay the bills. If we would turn to God and give those worries to God, He would say, don't worry. Don't be anxious. I got you. You are my child. I've got you. We worry about maybe what we're going to eat. If we would turn and give that to God, He would say, I got you. I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper. Right? He will take care of us. We should be like children and fully put our trust and dependence on God, just as a child puts their trust and dependence on their parents. And so that's what I was thinking when I was doing the study on my own. And I was, I always, if I see something that I'm like, wait, what does he mean by this? I take time to really think about it. Um, I don't know how people read a chapter of the Bible in like 15 minutes. Y'all, it takes me about an hour to read one chapter of the Bible because I'm like, whoa, what is he saying here? Oh, how does that relate to what he said there? Um, So it really does take some time if you really want to allow the word to come into your heart and take place into your heart and start changing things for the better. 
So um, after I did my own thinking, I went and I looked up the qualities of a child. And some things that I found, one is that they are teachable. They realize that they have so much to learn, right? They come into the world not knowing anything. And, they, and, and parents teach them um, the ways of the world and, you know, what they need to learn to survive. And we as adults have a lot to learn, too, about our purpose here on earth and about the God who created the heavens and the earth. We have a lot to learn. And so we should be teachable and allow the word to come in, like I said, and, and take hold on our lives. Uh, we shouldn't come and think that we already know this. We should be teachable. We should always listen to other people's opinions and not just go ahead and, and shut them down, but really think about, um, you know, why we think this and why they think that. And, and what does the Bible say about it? Now, the Bible doesn't have answers to everything, but if you do ask God for the wisdom, He'll give it to you. And so they're teachable. They're also innocent in regards to sin. It's nice to talk about all these things that we can um, start doing to become like a child, but we can't just pass through the part where Jesus says, unless you turn from your sins and become like children. He doesn't just say become like children. He says, unless you turn from your sins and become like children. We all have sins. It's a daily decision to turn from those sins and lay them at the foot of the cross and be vulnerable, right? Children are also vulnerable. We can tell our feelings to God. We can tell our worries to God. Be vulnerable and let Him do the work inside of you. We have to every day lay our problems, lay our sins at the foot of the cross and ask God to show us our hearts, show us our sinful nature, because sometimes we don't realize that our hearts are cold. In some places, they can be, everybody has some places in their hearts that are cold. And everybody has sinful nature that they don't realize is sinful nature. And so we have to ask God to reveal that to us so that He can begin the good work inside of us. I don't want to gloss over sin. Sin is serious, and it has serious consequences. It doesn't just have serious consequences for the person that is sinning, but it has serious consequences for everyone around us. And that's why the world is like it is now, um, because we're all sinners. So until we turn from our sins and we allow Him to start tearing up the things that lead us to sin, we're going to have to lose some things to become um, more holy. We're going to have to lose something. God is going to come in and break up some stuff. He's going to tear up the ground. He's going to build a new foundation, right? We've got to allow Him to come in and do that, or else we won't really be able to have a true relationship with the Father. He wants to come in and, 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 and turn us into what we were always meant to be before sin entered the world. Will we ever be completely sinless? No, I don't think so. We always have thoughts in our, in our minds or, you know, things that come to us that are because of our sinful nature. But we can give those to God every day and, and just ask Him to make us better. And I'm telling you, that sounds silly if, you're, if you, um, you know, don't have experience with doing that. But I'm telling you, it's so powerful just to turn to God and give Him the things that are worrying us and tell Him, God, come show me my heart. 
Show me my sinful nature. Show me what I need to do to change and to become more like you. It's powerful. (laughs) And so the last thing that I wanted to talk about is that children are joyful in spirit, right? Children are just happy and they have from the beginning, you know, they they just have this glow on their face. Um, And it's not just because they're ignorant about the troubles of the world, they are, and when they are ignorant about the troubles of the world, and you see, as when we grow, we lose a little bit more joy, a little bit more joy, because we're stained by the world, we're stained by how we've been treated wrong, um, we're stained by how we've been hurt. Um, we don't trust anymore as we grow, but children are joyful in spirit, not just because they're ignorant, though because they do not focus on or care about the troubles of the world. When we focus our eyes on God, the worries of the world seem really small because we know that this is just our temporary home, right? There's a bunch of worries in this world, but this is just our temporary home. And when we're focused on God, we know that we, at least while we're in this temporary phase of life, we can at least be the light in the dark places, and that brings joy like a child. And it brings other people joy to where they can find that childlike joy inside of them. It's awesome. Um, Also, another part of children being joyful is when children see their parents, right? When parents have been gone um, at work all day and they either come home or go pick them up from daycare, When children are young, and this is what parents often um, miss about their children being young, is that when they're young and they haven't seen their parents all day, they get so excited to see them. Their face just lights up with joy. They run and jump into their arms, and they just want to spend all the time that they can with their parents. But as they get older, they're not that excited to see their parents anymore, and they probably don't want to spend that much time around their parents And they probably don't even want their parents to pick them up from school because they're embarrassed. I know I was. I'm sorry, Mom. (laughs) But as we grow older, we stop being so excited to see our parents. But God wants us to become like children in front of Him. Right? What would it look like if we responded to God um, the same way that children respond to their parents after not seeing them all day? excited and just wanting to spend as much time as possible with them. What if we thought about God that way? That's all that He wants. He wants us to be like little children and be excited and want to draw near to Him and learn more from Him and spend time in His presence. They have a joyful spirit. What would it look like if we did too? So those are some characteristics that I think we should try to learn from children. Um, their humility, their joyful spirit, their complete trust in God, and the fact that they are unbiased in the way that they treat people. We should become like that. We should put our full trust in God because no matter what we do, no matter what we plan on, God always has another plan. And so we should always look to Him for what the plan is, what our next step is. And we should enjoy spending time with the Father. We should be joyful when we get the that that we get the opportunity 
in this world, in this country. Some people don't even get the opportunity to um, practice their faith. And we should be honored and grateful that we even have the opportunity to seek out Jesus and to spend time with Him and to tell others about Him. Um, We really are lucky in that. And so that's just what I think that we should learn from children. God is our Father, and He will provide for us, and He will take care of us just like parents do to children, right? They don't have to worry about anything. They know that their parents are going to take care of them. He tells us all throughout the Bible, do not worry, do not be anxious. How many times do you find yourself worrying or being anxious? When I find myself worrying or being anxious, I take a deep breath and I say, Lord, I know that you got this. Help me to keep my trust and my faith in you. I know that you've got this. Uh, Help me to not be worrisome and help me to not be anxious. So while I was making this episode, I had a song playing in my head. You know, I don't know. God just talks to me through songs. And so I always have to include a song. Not always, but this is the one that was playing in my head. And it's um, it's called Everything by Lauren Daigle. So y'all should check it out. I'm going to put it in the show notes, um, just like for the verses that I was talking about. But in the song, she realizes, just as parents do to children, that our Heavenly Father gives us everything that we need. So why do we worry? She says, Even the sparrow has a place to lay its head, so why would I let worries fill my head? Even the roses you have glowed in brilliant red, still I'm the one you love more than this. Even the oceans push and pull at your command, so you can still my heart with your hand. You tell the seasons when it's time for them to turn. So I will trust you even when it hurts. You give me everything I need. Isn't that so beautiful? It's better when it's coming from the beautiful voice of Lauren Daigle. So (laughs) go check that out. Um, So I hope that this encourages y'all today to become like a child. It's going to be a daily thing to become like a child and to trust God with everything. That's the hard part, is putting your full trust in God with everything. But just think about how children are to parents. They know that their parents are going to provide for them. They don't worry about the next day. He takes care of all the animals, so why would He not take care of you? So thank you all for tuning in today. I did realize when I went back and listened to the episode that there's a lot of background noise. Um, My mic stand broke, so I'm holding it, and so it's picking up all the background noise. So hopefully my husband will get me another mic stand for Christmas. We shall see. (laughs) So thanks for bearing with me. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you'll have a great week. See you all next Thursday.